Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 24, Letting Go of Overwhelm. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Well, this week, we are going to talk about thoughts and emotions that cost us time and those that make us time. What an interesting thought to consider, because when you step back to think about how you're using your time, it can be interesting to note those patterns, particularly when we're overwhelmed. I've seen a lot of research about our brain and that about 50% of our brain time is spent toggling from thoughts about the past to thoughts about the future. We're not even in the present moment. And also thoughts and emotions like indecision and confusion and worrying and regretting and the actual thought of overwhelm. What's interesting is all of those things and all of those thoughts and emotions cost us time in the present because none of them create the space we need in our brain to get things done. And that's what most of us want, of course, to feel composed and confident and prepared and whether that's in work or in life, I think that's what we all want. So let's dig into overwhelm for a moment because this is something I see and hear a lot in people I work with and quite honestly, me too. So overwhelmed is a thought and an emotion. It's one we choose. We think there's just too much on our plate, too many conflicting priorities, too many tasks or deliverables. It also generates that emotion of feeling swamped and inundated. We don't know where to turn. I think it's also important to realize the effect of this on others. And that's important because as leaders, our emotions are contagious. In the good old days, I considered myself very busy. And I put that in quotes. (laughs) And that was a good thing, right? It meant I I was doing important things. It meant that I was needed. And I indulged in overwhelm a lot. You know that story, right? Feeling burdened and poor me, sometimes quietly resenting it all. But how ironic to step back and reflect on those choices, on my choices and all of our choices, because as leaders, we're role models. And what example are we setting when we're overwhelmed? Again, in my past, I think about the corporate world. I literally sometimes ran from meeting to meeting. I thought they were all so important and I couldn't be late. They were not. I thought I needed to participate and contribute to everything. I did not. I spent nights and weekends in the office. Others did not. And when we think we don't have clarity on our 
purpose or our priorities, it's easy to fall into the destructive thinking trap, feeling overwhelmed. What happens though is those thoughts actually derail us from focus and action, and it derails us from feeling confident and composed. All right, here are two scenarios, and I want to see if you see yourself in either one of these. So scenario one, I wake up and I'm already feeling behind because my to-do list is so big at work and at home. I chug coffee, I gripe at the traffic, and I charge into work. I look at my calendar and wonder if I'm prepared for the day. I think, ugh, I could probably cancel that one-on-one with Bill. He's doing great anyway, isn't he? He doesn't need as much time as I need to spend on the projects that I actually have due later in the week. I can't believe it's month end again. My thoughts feel scattered. I feel overwhelmed knowing that I can't close my door because I'm kind of an open door kind of leader while I silently pray that no one enters or maybe everybody will cancel. My new employee, Jesse, comes in with a problem and a question we previously discussed. I tap down my impatience. I answer her question again and I arrive 15 minutes late to my next meeting. As usual, my day progresses and suddenly I realize it's half past five. I long for chocolate, wine, and a deserted island, my soft pajamas, though not necessarily in that order. I'm grateful to have survived another day. It's Monday. Only four more days of work until the weekend. All right, here's scenario number two. I wake. Thankful that I put together my to-do list yesterday afternoon. I put my coffee in a to-go mug and head to work. The traffic is the same as it always is this time of day, and I know I'll get to the office when I get there. I come into work, settling in, scan my calendar. I see my one-on-one with Bill, and I'm interested to know how he's doing. I wonder, how can I support his effort? How can I keep him engaged? I jot down a few questions I'd like to ask him. Jesse comes in with a problem, and I'm thankful that my door is open so we can have that coaching discussion. I realize that our last discussion wasn't as clear to her as I thought it was. I want to make her onboarding experience a successful one. So we talk for 20 minutes and she leaves prepared and confident. I apologize to my peers for being late to my next meeting, letting them know that I had an important coaching conversation. The day progresses as they do with some unexpected changes to the schedule. I'm calm knowing that I can tackle any challenge that comes my way. I realize it's time to head for home and I'm thankful for a great start to the week. I know with some upcoming deadlines, it'll be an interesting one. The difference between scenario one and two lives only in my mind. The power of my thoughts and how I see my time and how I see myself in the context of a day. Because if I see time as scarce and I indulge in overwhelm, fretting about those precious minutes wasted in traffic or resenting time with my team, I'll be hurried and impatient. And even if I'm a master at hiding that, it simmers below the surface. And if I expect a perfect day free of challenges and problems when they arise, as of course they will, I just am surprised and frazzled. I'm irritated to change my schedule, resentful. But my thoughts about my time create my emotions, which affect my actions and ultimately generate my results. When I indulge in overwhelm, it keeps me stuck. So let's let go of this thought that we're overwhelmed and this emotion of feeling overburdened. And here are four steps to do that. Here's some seeds to plant in your brain. One is we have to recognize that this is a choice. This is simply our brain telling us we have too much. 
There are too many demands. Time is scarce. We can't do it all. And that leaves us helpless and feeling unempowered. And we don't want to choose unempowered. So step number two is don't believe your brain. (laughs) You have power and you have a choice. Anything you do is a choice and consider those choices wisely. What is the best use of your time? And what are you in the best position to do? How can you delegate to others? What can you say no to? What can you simply take off of your plate to take back your power? Step number three is make a list and really prioritize. And I mean, really, not like a hundred things on the list. I mean, like the top ones, use constraint. Don't believe that you have to do it all. Choose wisely and thoughtfully. And then step number four is to focus, plan, and take action. The antidote to overwhelm is focused action, forward movement, not indulging in thoughts and emotions that derail us. Make a commitment to yourself and honor it. If you block your calendar to get something done, then do it. Honor yourself and that commitment to you. Is it important to honor other people's requests? You bet, but you have to honor yourself first. So what I want to suggest to you is to choose to let go of overwhelm. It is a thought that derails us and it is an emotion that keeps us stuck because we all do have enough time, the same amount of time in any day, but the way we choose to think about it or utilize it or talk about it affects our results and it also affects other people around us. We have enough time if we're clear on our priorities and if we know the results that we want to achieve. If we can be mindful of how we're using our time and the quality of the experience, those 86,400 seconds a day are enough. Can you let go of overwhelm? You know, you do have a choice. Thanks for listening today. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe or share with someone that you know and love. And next week, we're going to talk about how to burn out your top performers. It's going to be great.